0: Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast to the protection against heavy rain and flooding by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippa.
1: So the big challenge is how can house owners like you and me get a flood-free home? How can business managers like you and me get a flood-free company? And how can public servants provide flood-free, critical infrastructure and livable cities?
0: Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippa. This podcast is for foresighted and proactive people who do not want to shovel the muddy water out of their room while standing in the midst of the disaster.
1: Therefore, those who design and plan, the architects and engineers need to construct such buildings and cities, and that even when the entire environment is completely flooded. That is a challenge, and this podcast will give the answers.
0: Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippa.
1: Hello, today... It's something special. It is brand new because uh, first of all, let me thank you. I must say really thank you to my team. It's a a great team and they always astonish me. Sometimes sometimes they astonish me and I prefer that they better not astonish me. But most of the time they come with with, also with good ideas. And today they came um, with an idea to ask me a question. And recently I said, uh, okay, why? you can ask me a question anytime. And the thing is uh, uh, that uh, they said, no, I don't want to ask you a question just like that. We want to do it in front of the camera and you should answer in front of this camera. I said, uh, why? And yeah, we can use it. Uh, we can publish it. And perhaps it's interesting for the audience. And I hope that you are curious a little bit and are also interested in, in the questions and in the answers. Uh, let's see what is more surprising, the question or the answer. And um, yeah, these are six questions, uh, six quick questions. And the best is let's start immediately uh, with the questions. And I bet I don't know the questions. Huh? They just uh, give, it, give it on my monitor and <laughs> then I have to answer on it. So that makes it more interesting. Now uh, I said, no, no, don't, don't show it to me to uh, before. Then I start thinking, that's not good. Okay, question number one, since you've been traveling a lot, which country in your experience has the best culture best day and best food? Very great question. But you know, it makes it it makes it makes already very difficult because here in the Philippines, where I'm recording it right now, of course, they expect that I say, hey, the Philippines are the best country in the world and we have the best food. When I was in Malaysia, they said, hey, the best food in Asia that is in Malaysia, right? Ah, oh, yes. And uh, wherever you go, they say, um, Uh, we have the best food, uh, and um, it's a little bit difficult. But the question was, um, which country, which uh, best culture, best day, best food? Let me think about it. I had a very good time when, um, uh, at the end of my studies, uh, uh, I studied at the Technical University in Berlin, Uh, process engineering and then I had the great opportunity to go to France uh, for one year and and, uh, do the Europe studies. I was uh, one of two first uh, students who did that and I stayed one year in France. Uh, I did not go back to Germany and I must really say I loved it. I loved the culture, the way how the French do the things. They are also very successful but in another way compared to the Germans and uh, the way to live there, I liked it, and I really liked the food. But at this time, I was student. I was not able to pay this expensive for this expensive food. But I liked the variety, and uh, until now, uh, France for me is a real highlight. Various, of course, in Asia you have a lot of nice, um, nice food. But I want to be honest. Huh? that is France, uh, the best country. Ah, oh, that is difficult to say. You know. What does it mean? Does it include education, healthcare, traffic, um, social, social, security? Uh, that, that is difficult to say. I think amongst the best countries is, is perhaps Switzerland. Uh, that is one uh, very good country, also to stay. So it's uh, Lake Geneva or Zurich Sea, Zurich Lake, uh, that well, would be nice. Is that okay as an answer? Okay, let's move to the second. Let's move to the next uh, next question. I'm curious. Hey, Doc, with your busy schedule, do you still find time to entertain yourself outside work? <laughs> Who did this? Okay, that's, that's one thing uh, we, we don't tell who was asking the questions, but that is a very, very good question. Yeah, it's uh, it's very busy and especially after the pandemic, but during the pandemic, we were not lazy at all. We did a lot of uh, work uh, for our digitalization and the strategies to improve the, the, the service for our customers in flood protection. But uh, yeah, I must really think about that. To entertain myself. From time to time, I grab the guitar, but my son is playing a better guitar than I do uh, uh, in the meantime. And I really have to train my fingers. Um, but yes, I enjoy uh, uh, evenings with friends or business partners in a relaxed atmosphere. And um, even when we talk about business, because, you know, for me, business is, uh, it's not really business. It's a little bit like a hobby. I, I really want to Want to help the people, and I I always say 95% of the buildings can be flood protected, and then I see all the buildings that are not flood protected, and that makes me a little bit sad, and it challenges me, and that is uh, that is giving me a thrill. And uh, uh, while I'm telling it, uh, recording this uh, podcast, I'm on the way to Qatar, and I, I I'm looking forward to meeting my Qatari friends, and then we will have a nice dinner and sit together and. That is my free time and that entertains me very well. Yeah. Next question. Why do you consider yourself a flood expert? Another brilliant question. Um, Flood expertise or flood uh, technology, flood protection technology, now that might surprise you is not a rocket science. However, we have realized you need uh, to have a lot of skills to really understand it. And uh, what is really helpful is my engineering background and uh, that I spent so much time in education. So when I was uh, at university at the Institute for Chemical um, Engineering um, at the fabulous um, professor, Dr. H.C. Muld, Dr. Engineer, Heinz Brauer, that was the one and only in in, uh, process engineering. I learned all these skills and he was a tough guy. Uh, We had to, we had to wear, um, ties at this time at the university. Only two departments were doing that. And so everybody knew from which department we came. And I was, at the end, I was proud that I'm, uh, I'm one of them. At the beginning, I did not want to wear the ties, you know. You just graduated and then you have to wear a tie. Huh? <laughs> anyway, um, there is where I where I learned all these um, these skills and that you have to be very, here in the Philippines they say matriculoso, very detailed and, and uh, precise. And that is what is important to be, to work in the flood protection uh, business. Because if we are not precise, who else will be? Because, you know, I always tell to our customers, uh, we don't gamble, we don't play with our customer safety. If you want to play, if you want to gamble, go to the casino, we don't do that. And so it's a precision, why I consider myself a flood expert. But of course, I learned about the things over the years and the years and the years. And uh, yes, I'm not a civil engineer. I'm a process engineer. But the process engineer has one advantage because we think in processes and um, uh, in logical chains. And uh, that I think I I know how to do very well. And uh, um, I can compose the things and can understand uh, a situation and uh, find the right solution for the customers. And uh, Yes, uh, per- perhaps one short story, but uh, I know that is for another time. Um, I think um, because of the people wait already, they give me signal I to hurry up a little bit because there are three more questions. <laughs> is that okay? Okay, next question. Come on, show it to me. What's the silly thing you've caught yourself doing? <laughs> it's a silly thing. <coughs> oh, oh my gosh, The silly thing. <laughs> You know, some, some, sometimes uh, that is really, I must really think about that. The silly thing, the silly thing. I remember one time I was doing windsurfing and that was at uh, at Tenerife. Is it Tenerife or Tenerife? <laughs> one of these islands there at, uh, at belonging to Spain. And I went there for windsurfing because it's a windsurf spot in El Medano. El Medano, it's, it's in the south of Tenerife. And... Um, there was heavy wind and I went outside. Uh, the waves were, were higher than the the mast the, the, the or the post, the post, right? the post. And that um, yeah, was pretty good. And uh, then suddenly I was falling down and uh, I was already not having my, my full power, my f- full energy. And then I was falling down and the waves were pushing me towards the rocks. At uh, at, the, at the left side from the seawater, uh, when you watch uh, the beach, uh, so you want to go back to the beach. And the left side, there were rocks, some kind of mountains. And uh, these rocks are of course very dangerous when you are floating in the water with your equipment. And uh, so they came nearer and nearer. And I was in the water and I could not get up because I was so tired already. So you are laying in the water, you're doing doing like that and uh, and then you, the wind will lift you up, the sail will lift you up if you have the right position with your feet and the right position towards the wind. And so I had a hard time and I saw the rocks coming nearer and nearer. And really the last minute I made it, the last minute I made, if not, I would not sit here, to be honest. And that was a moment where I said to myself, Andreas, that was really stupid what you did because you played with your life at this time. I should have stopped doing windsurfing this day because I was tired already. So that was really silly. Whether it was the most silly thing that I don't know, but that was definitely (laughs) very extreme. Okay, next question. What are three books you'd recommend and why? That is a very good question. I have one book that is um, one of my favorites at the moment. Um, I'm currently reading several books. Uh, One book is from Russell Brunson that is Expert Secrets. I really can recommend it. And if you can uh, buy it in the uh, English original version for all my German uh, followers or people in other languages, the German version is really good. Um, It tells you about how you transfer your expertise into a funnel related business. And that is really great because it gives so many tables and checklists and uh, indications. So definitely, that is a recommendation. Um, the other one, uh, top three, is um, David and Gol- Goliath from uh, Mike Malcolm Gladwell. From Mike Malcolm Gladwell, and uh, number three is I always have to think about that uh, Juvel Noah Harari. Nu, uh, Juvel Noah Harari and uh, that is uh, Homo Deus um, that is please read it, and uh, if, uh, if possible uh, buy it in your original um, le, uh, buy it in the original and read it in the original language okay have fun I really enjoy the, these books uh. next question come on of all colors available in the color wheel why orange Guys, that is by coincidence that I'm wearing this orange t-shirt because I proceed to the airport in the moment. And that is very comfortable. I, of course, I have another shirt and a pullover and um, um, uh, just to be prepared. Uh, um, yeah. Why orange? Uh, I'm not a Dutch. Very often when I when I meet people here in, uh, in Asia, they ask, oh, are you from the Netherlands? I said, no. Uh, in, in Germany, they would say, are you a garbage man? Because the garbage men in Germany wear orange clothes. No, none of none, none of it. Um, yeah, orange was when I became uh, self uh, self-employed in 2007, 2008. I was choosing orange because I always liked this color, uh, and uh, orange gray. That was a combination I used for my consultation uh, business in Germany at this time, and I stayed with orange. I like it, and it makes it uh, very easy because before. <laughs> I remember, and I still have them all, all these ties. I have, I don't know, 50 different ties in all colors. And that is so difficult because you must have the right shirt for it, then the right tie, and then um, the jacket, and then it doesn't fit. And I said, hey, I don't want it anymore. Stay with orange. It is a good contrast and it gives a little bit color um, when, you went, when you go to uh, events. Um, I certainly remember the last event in a, in, a, in one of these five-star hotels here in in Asia or oh, Germany it's the same France Switzerland Austria the men always come in gray perhaps dark blue black always the same white shirt blue shirt that's it I said no I want to be the color man and uh, that gives a smile brings a smile on the face of the people the photographers like it I like it I feel comfortable uh, and uh, in the meantime I wear orange socks as well that, you know, it's very easy in the morning when you wake up and your eyes are, are, are a little bit closed and then uh, you, you're you still sleepy. I Before I ever had a hard time to select socks between black and blue. When the light is not good, you cannot distinguish it, them well. And now I have no problem. They're all orange, always the same brand. And I grab it and that's it, it fits always, yeah? Hey we are done I see no more questions. Um, these, uh, these were the six questions uh, my, my stuff was uh, selecting and I told you um, the answers uh, the questions or the answers uh, both can be surprising. I don't know whether you liked it. Give me a comment perhaps whether you like it or, or not. Um, for me it's a lot of fun to answer to these questions and uh, I like to my I like and I want to say thank you to my fabulous stuff. And uh, for these great questions, um, and I, uh, yeah, perhaps you also have some questions and uh, just post it uh, below and comment it. And uh, I would be glad to include it in one of the next sessions. I, I really, I, I look forward for, to having the next session uh, recording like that. yeah, uh, if you liked it, uh, follow this, uh, follow this uh, channel uh, and uh, subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode. It is not always like that. Of course, we will also talk about serious topics uh, when it comes to flood protection secrets. So, nothing else to say then. Thank you. Stay safe and flood-free. I wish and hope for you that you make the right decisions when it comes to your personal flood protection. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast channel if you haven't already. Now it only remains for me to wish you a good day. Do something with it. Maybe until the next podcast episode, I would be very happy. See you then. As always, stay safe and flood-free. You're Andreas Klippe and the whole Flood Experts team.
0: That's it again with the new episode of Flood Protection Secrets the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe German engineer book author and head of the Flood Experts What can Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe protect for you? Anytime? Worldwide? Contact us? Or just click through to www.thefloodexperts.de slash bonus. Detailed engineering. German quality. Safe. Flood protection secrets. The secrets you'll want
1: to unfold. Don't forget, you're only one flood barrier away.
0: Subscribe to The Season, and you'll never be late for an episode.